Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. With your defending champion, Stirk Daddy, runner up, Cascade Bear, third place, Amelia Clark Fan, D. Sladkey, Bucks and Six, Justin STP6, Lefty79, Andy Pollock, Little Slads, Prince Palmer17, Spaceballs the FFT, and WGL1035. Welcome into this episode of the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Bucks and Six. In this episode, I'm going to be providing you with the final mock draft of the 2021 For the Throne rookie draft, which will take place next Saturday, which is the 15th at 5.30 p.m. A little bit different from last year because... It is going to be six rounds instead of four. So it'll be really interesting to see what ends up happening. I'm going to be trying to fit all six rounds into this episode. And we'll kind of see what happens. Obviously a lot of them. I'm just going to be kind of going with best player available, draft capital that's been taken by these NFL teams. And hopefully it is some good content for you. I don't know everything about every player, but I think I can kind of give some rationale for why it might be a good pick that these members are making in our league. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at the board to begin with. And we have in total 72 picks. And go team by team and just kind of state how many total picks they have this year. Starting with Andy, she has nine picks, which is the most of the draft. Then we got Lefty, who has five picks. Little Slads has five. Will has six. Spaceballs has five. Prince Palmer has four, but two of those are first round picks. And to add some beef into that, two top five picks. Uh, Justin has seven, Bucks and Six has three, which is the lowest in the draft as of this current moment. D. Sladke has seven, Amelia Clark has five, Cascade Bear has eight, and then Stirk Daddy has eight. So Cascade Bear and Stirk Daddy are not far behind of Andy in terms of total picks. We'll have to see what some of these teams do. I'm looking at cascade bears column right now and he is the only team that has not moved a single pick from his slot so he has all of his picks in the 11 spot since he was the runner-up of our league Uh, and then he also has two other picks one in the 12 spot and then one in the let's see the six spot so as you guys know we have veterans and rookies included in this. So 
you know, if there's an enticing IDP that's available, you can definitely go ahead and take them whenever you'd like. Obviously, we know that most of the picks will end up being rookies. And our taxi squad is now at six. So it'll be interesting. And then also it'll be interesting after the draft. I guess the good thing about having so many rounds in a dynasty league is free agency is basically scarce. Um, there's like no one available, which is good because then everybody's available for trade and you can you can do what you'd like. So let's get started. Let's get started with the first round of the For the Throne Dynasty Draft. And the very first pick is Spaceballs. Now Spaceballs barely missed the playoffs. Came within a couple points of that final six spot. And then he rolls right around, takes a backflip out of Lefty's book, and wins the lottery with the lowest odds. So with the lowest odds, he takes that number one spot. Now when we look at Spaceballs' team, his quarterbacks, he's got Deshaun Watson and not much else. Right now, he's got Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones has a ton of weapons around him, but... Deshaun Watson's also there. We obviously don't really know what's going to happen with that. He might be looking at Daniel Jones as his every week starter at this exact moment because Ben Roethlisberger ain't going to get much done, and neither will Josh Chosen Rosen. Looking at the running backs, he does have Ezekiel Elliott, which we know is in every every down starter. Um, but then looking at the rest of his running backs, there's not much there. It looks like we got Tony Pollard, Darrington Evans, Joshua Kelly, Mark Ingram, and Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson just got cut. So you can see that there is nothing there. Wide receivers, he still could use a little bit of help there, but he has a really interesting pick in Brandon Ayuk. And then obviously Allen Robinson. So I don't think that's his position to need. Tight end, he also has Hunter Henry and George Kittle. So I don't think Pitts would be... Uh, an option here unless he really is just looking for a flex piece so looking at how big of a need he has for running back Spaceballs with the number one overall pick will be taking Najee Harris the running back from the Pittsburgh Steelers that's obviously a good pick the big question mark with the Steelers is their offensive line they didn't do much to fix it uh, but the Steelers want to get back to running the ball because obviously it's Ben Roethlisberger's last year on his contract. And as of now, he is still there. Um, and they didn't have much of a run game last year, and they really wanted to. So moving on to the number two pick, we got Andy. Now, this is going to be a really interesting spot because if we take a look at Andy's roster, for quarterback, she's got Matt Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Joe Burrow. So... I really like Matt Stafford's situation with the Rams. A lot of weapons. And then Joe Burrow coming off an injury. She obviously drafted him to be kind of her franchise quarterback. I think she could she could really use another quarterback maybe a little later in the draft. But as of now, that's not an option. Especially not being a super flex. Looking at the running backs. So she got a diamond in the rough in DeAndre Swift last year. Looking at some other options, we got Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon. Uh, those are the big, big names. Melvin Gordon's in the last year of his contract with Denver. Uh, and then Leonard Fournette. So one of those two would be her running back, too. 
Looking at the wideouts, she's got enticing names like Tyler Lockett, Chase Claypool, Curtis Samuel, uh, Cooper Cup. So we got some good options there. Looking at the tight end, she's got Robert Tunyon. Oh, I forgot about Justin Jefferson and Michael Pittman. Uh, Sleeper kind of put Robert Tunyon in as a wide receiver, which isn't the case. But tight end, we got Robert Tunyon, Evan Ingram, Irv Smith, Cole Komet. So all those guys, I would say none of them are given situations at tight end. So do not be shocked if you see Kyle Pitts come off the board at number two. However, I'm going to kind of go a different route. I don't think that's the way she's ultimately going to go with the number two pick, even though, again, Kyle Pitts would be an incredible pick at the spot. I would not think any different about it. I think that Andy, with the number two overall pick, will be taking Javante Williams, who is the running back from the Denver Broncos. Now, why would she do that? She has Melvin Gordon. As I just kind of mentioned, this is Melvin Gordon's last year in his contract. So she's really locking up the Denver Broncos backfield by making this selection. She could go the route of Travis Etienne, knowing he was a first-round pick and the Jaguars should be using him as so. But I really like Javante Williams, to be honest, as a better all-around back than Travis Etienne. And with James Robinson still there, it is a bit of a risk, and he's going to be competing right away this year. So I think Javante Williams will be a good pick. I don't think she can go wrong with Javante Williams, Travis Etienne, or if she wanted to go with Kyle Pitts. Which brings us to the number three overall pick. And the number three overall pick is Ryan. So Ryan traded up for this pick. He traded a ton of pieces to get this number three overall spot. So he definitely has his eye on someone if not multiple people. Let's take a look at Ryan's team. So right now for Ryan, at the quarterback, he's got Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold, and that's it. Looking at the running backs, we have Kenyon Drake, who was in an outstanding situation, but now is the backup with the Raiders. He's got Kamara. He's got Chase Edmonds, who held on and is still the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. So... What you're looking at here when you see this is Camara and not much else in terms of solidified roles moving forward. I guess you could say Chase Edmonds is the starting running back, but also remember James Conner is there. Let's keep that running back position in mind as we move forward. Look at the wideouts he's got. He's got Kenny Galladay, DJ Chark, DJ Moore, T. Higgins. So that's four nice pieces. I think he could use a guy like Chase. So... You can see there's a lot of routes Ryan can go. Let's go to the biggest gaping hole he's got on his team, however. Tight end. He's got David Njoku and Mike Gesicki. And if you count Dan Arnold, the postman. So you clearly see there's a huge hole there. I think what's going to end up happening with Ryan is when Ryan sees that Travis Etienne is on the, on the board, He's going to be kind of flip-flopping back and forth between two guys, Travis Etienne, Kyle Pitts. And it's a matter of, okay, do I want to lock my tight end position up, knowing I have to start one every single week, knowing I just traded away Robert Tunyon? Or do I want to get a running back, young running back, pass-catching running back, to pair with Alvin Kamara? I don't think Ryan can go wrong. But ultimately, I think he locks up a tight end. And Ryan takes Kyle Pitts 
the tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. So to recap, we have Najee Harris, Javante Williams, and Kyle Pitts. Now this puts Will in an incredibly awkward situation because he had James Robinson. And unfortunately, he had so many injuries last year, he wasn't able to really reap the benefits of James Robinson in a playoff run as he missed the playoffs and ended up taking ninth place. So we get to a situation now with Will. Let's take a look at Will's team. So Will with the quarterbacks, he does have Justin Herbert, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Now, who was I calling the GOAT? That's for you to decide. Dak Prescott. So we got three quarterbacks. Trubisky shouldn't be on the roster. So we got three quarterbacks there. Look at the running backs. He's got James Robinson, Naheem Hines, David Montgomery. So he's got three running backs here. Pretty interesting. Kind of a little bit of a hole there. Let's look at the wideouts. He's got Corey Davis, Chris Godwin, Denzel Mims, Adam Thielen, DK Metcalf, LaVisca Chenault. Now notice a lot of these that I'm mentioning. Um, a lot of these guys that I'm mentioning are just guys I consider to be key pieces of a team. Uh, we don't need to talk about tight end anymore, knowing that Kyle Pitts is off the board. But you can see wide receiver is not really Will's option. So it depends. Does he value Jamar Chase that much that he just ends up taking him? He could do that. But I think we're looking at running back, which puts Will again in a very, very uncomfortable situation. Because he doesn't get his guy in Javante Williams. But he does get Travis Etienne. So no matter what, it might be a little frustrating at the beginning, but you're going to slowly but surely see that Travis Etienne is going to be the starting running back. He's going to be a workhorse for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good buddies with Trevor Lawrence, obviously, because they went to college together. So Will ends up with Travis Etienne at the 104. And then we get to Ryan. So again, we saw that Ryan with his third overall pick took Kyle Pitts. But now he's in an interesting scenario because as I said, his two big holes were tight end and running back. He does need a quarterback. Does he take a look at Trevor Lawrence here? I don't think he does. I really don't. So I think he's going to be in a scenario where he could do one of two things. He could trade down or he could go ahead and you know, maybe he could trade the 105 for a starting running back. That's an option he could definitely consider. Or he could just take best player available. And I think if he would stick, I think that's what he does in this scenario. Best player available by far in this situation is Jamar Chase, the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, if you remember, I said that Will was in a really awkward situation in the last pick. Well, Ryan's also going to be in an awkward spot because he has T. Higgins on the team. I, however, think that they can kind of coexist. I think Tyler Boyd is going to be the one that is kind of the man left out. So let's take a look at who we got in the top five. Andy takes Najee Harris. Lefty takes Javante Williams. Little Slat, or sorry. Um, woo, I'm messing up here. Spaceballs has taken Najee Harris. Andy has taken Javante Williams. Prince has taken Kyle Pitts. Will takes Travis Etienne. 
and then Ryan again takes Jamar Chase. So now Lefty's on the clock. So let's take a look at Lefty's team. His quarterbacks, now this is interesting. Quarterbacks, he's got Aaron Rodgers, who knows what he's going to happen with him. He's got Tuatunga Vailoa, Kirk Cousins. Now all three of them are obviously starting quarterbacks. So I don't really think he needs to reach here for a starting quarterback. He could definitely look at one in the second round, and I think that would be a wise decision. Running back, however, this is what we're kind of dealing with here. We're dealing with Kareem Hunt and Ronald Jones, and I guess if you want to say Tevin Coleman or James White. So you can see that there is running back is in need here. There are two running backs that are kind of thrown into what I consider to be starting positions at this moment that are still on the board, and they would be Trey Sermon with San Francisco and then also Michael Carter, who is with the Jets. Well, Lefty already has Tevin Coleman. I will say at this current spot, six, it would be quite a reach to go for either of those. However, I have been seeing Sermon going off the board in some drafts around that six, seven, eight, nine area. So it's just going to matter. Does Lefty really want a running back? We could also see him trade back if he wants to settle for one of those guys. Let's take a look at his wide receivers, though. So looking at his team, we got Antonio Brown. We got Michael Gallup. We got C.D. Lamb. And then the rest is kind of wishy-washy there. So you can see there's still a gap at wide receiver. He does have a gap at running back. I think he's got to go with one of those two. Obviously, running back's a huge need. I think, though, he can get a guy or two in later rounds. I think he goes with the best player available at a position he still needs, which is wide receiver, and he takes Devontae Smith, the wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. No matter what, it's going to end up happening for lefties. He's going to be given... I really put those guys that have been drafted so far, all six of them in a tier among themselves. I think there's a little bit of a drop-off. Now, some would consider Jalen Waddell in that tier as well, if not higher than Devontae Smith. To each person their own and how you really value players, but I think that Lefty would really enjoy Devontae Smith, who's going to be a true one. He's going to be a target hog on the Eagles and has chemistry with Jalen Hurts. So now we get to Emilia Clark. Now, this is where the draft really gets interesting. Because if you take a look at Amelia Clark's team, her quarterback, he's got Russell Wilson and Cam Newton. Those are his starting quarterbacks. And I'm saying Cam Newton because Mac Jones is not the starter, I don't think. So quarterback, and I guess we could call it a backup, but Russell Wilson obviously struggled a lot last year is definitely somewhere he's got to look. He's got to try to make either a trade if he doesn't take a quarterback here to get up and get one, or he's got to take one right here. I know he is enamored by Trevor Lawrence. He considers Trevor Lawrence a once-in-a-generation star. Now, if you look at his other positions, running back's pretty locked down. He's got Delvin Cook and Nick Chubb, both top 10 running backs. He's also got Miles Sanders in that depth, uh, but then not much else outside of that. He does at wide receiver have Odell, A.J. Brown. He's got Julio Jones, Mike Evans. So four key pieces there. So it's a matter of does he want to take best available? Does he want to trade back? Does he want to take a quarterback? Knowing what's on the board, I don't really know necessarily if just taking a wide receiver at this current point would be a wise decision for him looking at his team's breakdown. 
I think what he should end up doing and may end up doing is taking his guy, Trevor Lawrence. So I have Trevor Lawrence going off the board at the seven spot to Randy. Moving on, we got the eight spot. We got D. Sladke on the board. D. Sladke just made a big-time move with myself, uh, sending Raheem Moser in two seconds to me for Ryan Tannehill. Now, what that really tells you is he wanted Tannehill bad, and he ends up getting him. Let's take a look at his quarterback depth. So now he's got Tannehill, Carson Wentz, and Teddy Bridgewater. So if you look at that, he only has two starting quarterbacks. So I think that making the move for Tannehill was wise because otherwise what he would end up doing right here is reaching for a quarterback or taking Lawrence if Randy doesn't take him. Let's look at his team. So running backs, he's got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Christian McCaffrey, and Mike Davis. All three, believe it or not, are starting running backs. The Falcons did nothing to address the running back position in the draft. Wide receiver, he's got Stephon Diggs, Robbie Anderson, Van Jefferson, who he considers to be a key piece, he's not, and Jarvis Landry. So let's erase Van Jefferson. We're looking at Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson, and Stephon Diggs. That wide receiver two is kind of sketchy here. And there's a guy he could definitely take to help out his wide receiver position. And I think he does. I think D Slack he takes Jalen Waddell, wide receiver from the Miami Dolphins. So we are now through eight picks in the first round. It's going to get interesting. Once we get to the second round, I think it really falls off. That's why we're going to see a lot of people trying to move up, try to get some of these guys. I'm just blacking out my board here, getting it up to date so we can kind of see what we got. Well, we're at the nine spot, and Justin is on the clock. So let's take a look at Justin's team. Justin kind of overachieved last year. He did not think he was going to be very good. Randy didn't think he was going to be good. And he was hoping that was the case because he has Justin's first-round pick. Well, Justin has Danny's first-round pick. Taking a look at his team at the quarterback position, he's got Matt Ryan, Taysom Hill, and Kyler Murray. He doesn't really need a backup quarterback at the moment. Matt Ryan's a little older in age. I think he could definitely take a quarterback in the late second round or early third and kind of help that position, but not at this exact moment. Key running backs, he's really only got two, Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers. So that's a position he might be addressing right here. Looking at his wideouts, he's got Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Parker, Christian Kirk. I guess you could even throw in Quintez Cephas because he's the wide receiver too on that team. So we can kind of see what's going on here with Justin's team. Uh, does he end up going with best player available or to kind of make a little bit of a stretch we'll see i think what he ends up doing though is he takes the running back from the san francisco 49ers trey sermon he helps his running back depth which he really really needs right now additionally if you look at the running back position it's very very shallow this year which brings it to my pick which is the 110 if you think I'm going to be giving you my actual pick, we got another thing coming. But let's just kind of give me a player that I think would make sense for my team. So if you take a look at my team, 
At the quarterback, I have Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. So, again, that's a position I could be meeting because we don't really know how the Eagles value Jalen Hurts. They did not take one in the draft, but that doesn't really mean anything because if they're really bad again next year, they could definitely be in the market for a quarterback and a high pick, knowing they have multiple firsts. If you look at my running back depth, it's not very, not very, not very exciting, that's for sure. So, you got Saquon Barkley, Raheem Mostert, James Conner, Jeff Wilson, Rashad Penny, and Zach Moss. So you can see there's a big gap there. At the wideout, it's also not that deep. I mean, it's a lot of flyers. So we got Michael Thomas. You got DeAndre Hopkins, Alan Lazard, Josh Reynolds, Jerry Judy, Darnell Mooney, Paris Campbell. A lot of guys, again, that are just kind of shots. Colin Johnson. And then tight end, you got Travis Kelsey and then a lot of flyer type guys at the tight end position just by knowing my team's breakdown darnell mooney is currently my flex number two so i think i could really use a guy here that's going to help me with my flex position and the guy i'm looking at right now is rondell moore the wide receiver for the arizona cardinals with larry fitzgerald about to retire i think rondell moore very quickly moves into that wide receiver two behind Hopkins. I'm excited about the Cardinals offense, and I think doubling down on that offense would be smart. So we're through 10 picks now. We're down to Cascade Bears pick. He's the 11 on the board. And let's take a look at his team. So his quarterbacks are all so inconsistent. So we got Derek Carr, who's not the guaranteed starter with the Raiders uh, after this year. We got Baker Mayfield and Drew Locke. So quarterback is definitely a position I think he could be looking at. Uh, he has so many picks also. I think he could end up getting one with that 211. It's just a matter of does he view the next guy after Trevor Lawrence as being a game changer if he does he's got to take him here at 111 if you take a look at his running backs he's got joe mixon aaron jones gus edwards antonio gibson so you can see there's four kind of key or role players on his team why don't we got mike williams calvin ridley debo samuel deontay johnson so you can see again a lot of those aren't wide receiver ones but they're all key contributors i think calvin ridley will for sure be a a wide receiver one at the end of this season. Now, we've been kind of nagging on Jake for his quarterback play for years. Uh, it's been so inconsistent. Baker Mayfield seems like he's going to be solid, but we know that the Browns are a run for his team. So if we look at the quarterbacks that are available, we're looking at Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Those are the three he'd be definitely considering here just due to the amount of draft capital. Um looking at the running backs he's looking at guys like michael carter chuba 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 hubbard uh ramondre stevenson kenneth gainwell not much there wide receiver we're looking at Kadarius tony rashad bateman elijah moore and a guy that kind of has fallen a little bit and probably will not fall out of the first round is a guy i think jake takes right here i think he just goes purely best player available and he ends up taking rashad bateman the wide receiver from Minnesota. 
who is now with the Baltimore Raven Ravens and arguably could be the wide receiver one with the team. So let me go ahead and pencil Jake in for Rashad Bateman. And then we get to the 112. So the last pick of the first round, it is Little Slads who's on the board. And just to bear in mind, Little Slads has back-to-back -back picks. He's got the 112 and the 201. So he really can go a lot of different routes here. And it doesn't really matter where he goes, knowing he has back-to-back -back picks. So if we take a look at Little Slads' roster, for the quarterbacks, this is where it gets really sketchy. Because he's got Jared Goff who isn't even guaranteed a starting quarterback role much past this year. And that's it. The rest of his guys are not starters. Looking at the running backs, he's got Josh Jacobs, who is in a bit of a timeshare now with Kenyon Drake. Damian Harris, who we know the Patriots and their running backs are very inefficient. And Derrick Henry. Chris Carson, though, that's a really nice option. And Devin Singletary. And then at the wide receiver, he's got Cortland Sutton. Jalen Rieger, who's kind of going to be revamped a little bit this year, I would assume. Uh, if healthy, Terry McLaurin, Sterling Shepard, Juju Smith-Schuster. Could use some work there at the wide receiver position as well. But I think, again, it doesn't really matter the order in which he does this, but just for the 112 purposes, I think he takes a quarterback. He's got to take a quarterback with one of these two picks. There's no doubt in my mind. And we're taking a look here. I think he takes trey lance the quarterback from the san francisco 49ers uh might have a little bit of packer biasness in it but also justin fields um the draft capital is not there 49ers truly believe that he is their guy meaning trey lance um and you know kyle shanahan's been called the quarterback whisperer uh they want him in that system jimmy garoppolo is willing to kind of to kind of cater him a little bit and and tutor him but I think that little slads takes Trey Lance, the quarterback from the San Francisco 49ers. So that's it for the first round. Let's kind of recap here. We got with the number one overall pick, we had Spaceballs taking Najee Harris. Number two, we had Andy taking Javante Williams. Uh, number three, we had Prince Palmer taking Kyle Pitts. We have Will taking Travis Etienne. Prince Palmer again taking Jamar Chase. Lefty taking Devontae Smith. Amelia Clark is taking Trevor Lawrence. D. Slacky taking Jalen Waddell. Justin taking Trey Sermon. Myself taking Rondell Moore. Cascade taking Rashad Bateman. And then Little Slads taking Trey Lance. Let's take a quick break here and then come back with round two. Imagine owning the world's greatest love songs the greatest voices of our time in a once in a lifetime collection and we are back with the second round if you remember little slads took trace trey lance with the 112 he's now back on the clock with the 201 and then we have will for three straight picks uh, personally, I don't think Will is going to be picking out of all three of those spots. There are some good names in that early round, early second round. However, I think if I'm Will, I'm definitely trying to move up. Maybe I'm trying to move up with a guy like Lefty or a guy like D. Sladke, who definitely needs some draft capital. Uh, D. Sladke does not have a second, does not have a third. And then Lefty, we know he's in a little bit of a rebuild, so 
he definitely would be a guy that could potentially benefit from having more picks. But we're not doing any simulated trades here. We're looking at little slads. I did make mention he does need a little bit of help at the running back position, but also at the wide receiver. So he could really he could really use some help at both those positions. I'm looking at like best player available in this scenario. If I am looking at best player available, who I am taking right at this current moment is Kadarius Tony. He's the wide receiver from the New York Giants. So I'm gonna slot him in with little slads. Now, again, we're not simulating trade, so let's just assume that Will will be picking the next three slots. And a very, very easy pick in my eyes with the 202. I'm just going to pencil him right in. Uh, it doesn't matter what your team needs would be. It would be Michael Carter. So Michael Carter, the running back for the New York Jets. Again, I, I don't for, foresee him staying in these three spots. Um unless he really just wants a lot of youth um it, he is a very good team i think he would benefit from trying to get one of those bigger names rather than just trying to get numbers in in the rookie category um, so the first pick i have simulated at would be michael carter the second one i'm gonna put him in for would be terrace marshall jr who's the wide receiver with the carolina panthers so i'm gonna pencil him in for that And then the third and final one that I'm going to be looking at. Now, I want to take a look quickly at his tight end depth because there is one name that is kind of interesting. But I, I think he's only going to be going to a team that needs tight ends. So he's got TJ Hawkinson and Tyler Higby. I know he's really fond of this guy, so I'm going to keep him in mind. But there is also guys like Dwayne Eskridge, Elijah Moore, Amari Rogers. I know Will loves his Packers. Amari Rodgers? Mm, I don't think he does. I think he takes the draft capital. I think he gets himself a long-term tight end option. He gets himself Pat Fryermuth, the tight end with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So to recap, Will takes Michael Carter, Terrace Marshall Jr., and Pat Fryermuth at the 204. And now we're back with Spaceballs. So if you remember... Spaceballs took Najee Harris with the 101. Uh, I said that he could use some help at the wide receiver position. He could also use some help at the running back position. There's not much running backs there that would really help him at this current moment. Um, he could also use a quarterback, knowing that he does not have a pick in this second round besides the 205. Again, this could be a, a position where I see Andy's got the 28, 210. She could be looking to trade back. I even have the 2-7, 2-12. I guess it would depend on if I'd want to move up, which wouldn't really make sense for me to move up two spots. Um, so let's assume that Spaceballs is keeping it. He does have Deshaun Watson and Daniel Jones. Uh, I think we're going to be looking at him maybe taking a quarterback at the 205 or the 305. He's got to make, make a decision on which one that would be. Let's assume for now it's not going to be at the 205. I think he needs a little bit more in his flex options. I think he ends up taking Elijah Moore, who is the wide receiver for the New York Jets. And then we get back to Prince Palmer. So Prince Palmer's back on the clock. Uh, recapping Prince, he took Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase, two incredible top five players in this draft. 
some would even argue top three players in terms of longevity for Dynasty. So Prince Palmer, you know, he would have loved to get his uh, to get a guy like Terrace Marshall Jr., I think, but obviously not available. I think, though, he will really like this guy. He's going to like Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, to help out there. He's now the wide receiver three with Seattle, um, but knowing they have DK Metcalf and and uh, Tyler Lockett, but he just got rid, rid of Tyler Lockett. He sent him back to Andy, and I think he's going to like Dwayne Eskridge. Western Michigan guy, uh, Corey Davis. So now it gets me on the clock. So Dwayne Eskridge just went off to Ryan. Again, to recap, I took Rondell Moore in the first round. I could honestly use a quarterback here, to be honest. That It's, it's kind of odd, but knowing I have Patrick Mahomes, again, I don't really know how, how much the Eagles believe in Jalen Hurts. And I'm looking at two guys right now and trying to think, okay, who do I believe in more? The New York Jets quarterback or the Chicago Bears quarterback? Hmm. I really, really like Zach Wilson. I really like Justin Fields, though, too, because of his running ability. And you know what? I'm going to take Justin Fields, the quarterback from the Chicago Bears, with my 207. And now we're at Andy's pick. And Andy, to recap, took Javante Williams with the 102, an outstanding pick. Uh, again, she's locking up that Denver Broncos backfield. Uh, and now we're at the clock with the 207. She, or with the 208. Again, she has a lot of good players on her team. Justin Jefferson, she struck gold by taking it. We all laughed, thinking it was a homer pick. And she got the best player in the draft, arguably. I think that she's going to go quarterback here. I know I mentioned it before. She's got Joe Burrow. She's got Matt Stafford. And Jimmy G is only going to be a limited time starting quarterback. Matt Stafford's obviously getting up there in age. I think Andy takes a guy like Zach Wilson, who is the, wide, or who is the quarterback for the New York Jets. So there's still one starting quarterback there. We'll have to see who ends up with him. So does Lefty take him? I don't think he does here. So Lefty is on the clock with the 109. Uh, to recap, Lefty took uh, Devontae Smith. Again, he really could benefit from getting a running back. But if we take a, take a look at the running, he just needs some flex help. If we look at the running backs that are available, we got guys like Kenneth Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard, Ramondre Stevenson. I don't love any of those guys right now. And there's a guy I'm very, very high on, very high on, and I think would be a perfect fit for Tyler's team because he's going to be the wide receiver, too, for the Washington football team, Diami Brown. He's the wide receiver for, from North Carolina. Now, you might be thinking, man, I don't know about this because Tyler really needs a, a running back. Should he be stretching for one? Well, when we look at when we look at uh, Tyler's team, yes, he does need some running back help. But if you look at some of those guys, and I'm kind of forecasting 2022, if you look at some of these guys that are coming out, I'm looking right in the face of Brees Hall. Some of these running backs in 2022 will be better than the ones of this class. People have been arguing that this is the worst running back class in the last 20 years. 
you need to go look at the running backs for next year's class, and you're going to be blown away on some of these guys. I think if he solidifies himself with some wide receiver depth and he hits hard on some running backs next year, Tyler's going to have a very quick rebuild. But for now, I'm taking Diami Brown from the Washington football team. All right, we're at the 210. So the 210 is Andy. She's back on the clock. Took Just took Zach Wilson. Now I think she's in a scenario where... Let's take a recap also. Did you know that Andy cut Isaiah Simmons, who was one of her rookie picks? I have no clue why that was. Uh, does she redeem herself here? Does she take an IDP? I don't know. She does have the 301. I think that's where I'm going to be looking at an IDP. But for now, I think what Andy does, she's looking at a best player scenario, a best player available scenario. She doesn't need a quarterback anymore. Looking at the running backs, we got Ramondre Stevenson, Chuba Hubbard, Kenneth Gainwell, blah, blah, blah. Don't like any of those. I'm looking at some of these wide receivers. There's a guy sticking out, and it's not pretty, but the targets are going to be there. I think Andy takes Amon Ross St. Brown, the wide receiver from the Detroit Lions. Is he the wide receiver one? Maybe. Quintez Cephas, where you at? So Monroe St. Brown goes to Andy. And then Cascade Bear's back on the clock. And Cascade Bear took Rashad Bateman um, in that, as we kind of mentioned. Now, Cascade Bear really, really needs a tight end. Unfortunately, there's not any that are good value as of now to kind of help him out, which is obviously a little bit tough. Uh, so let's take a look at what else Jake could do here. Uh, we got a couple wide receivers. I know he's a big Packer fan, so there's a guy I'm looking at. And I think he ends up taking him. I think he ends up taking Amari Rodgers, who's the wide receiver from Clemson. That was Trevor Lawrence's main receiver before he got injured. And then we get to my pick. So I'm at the 212. If you remember, I took Justin Fields in the middle of the second and now I am looking at, believe it or not, and this would be if I didn't trade a, uh, back to get some extra picks, uh, this would be my last pick of the of the for the throne draft. And then it's time to drink and hopefully enter in these picks correctly. So let's take a look at what I could do here. So I'm kind of looking at a best player available situation. Um I really like Chuba Hubbard, but I don't like the landing spot of Carolina. I don't like that at all, knowing Christian McCaffrey's there. Uh, do I take Ramondre Stevenson? No, not too high on him. So I think what I would end up doing at this spot, because he's the best wide receiver available, is Nico Collins. Nico Collins is the wide receiver for the Houston Texans. The only one that he's behind would be Brandon Cooks. So I'll take Nico Collins. And that is the second round. So let's recap what we got for the second round. We started it off with Little Slats taking Kadarius Tony. We had Will taking Michael Carter, Terrace Marshall Jr., and Pat Fryermuth back to back to back. We had Spaceballs taking Elijah Moore. We had Prince Palmer taking Dwayne Eskridge. We had myself taking Justin Fields. We had Andy taking Zach Wilson. We had Lefty taking Diami Brown, Andy taking Amon Ross St. Brown, 
Cascade Bear taking Amari Rogers, and then finally myself taking Nico Collins. That is round two. And then we move in to where the daddy of Sturks finally makes some selections. We'll be right back with round three. Music presents the ultimate love songs collection. 36 beautiful songs by all our favorite artists. We are back for round three, and I think this is really where the draft falls off. So a lot of these are now lottery tickets. I don't really see many guys that are for sure things. Uh, so we get to Andy, who is on the clock. And if you recall, Andy took Zach Wilson, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, Javante Williams. Man, even for having a good team, she still has a ton of picks available. Uh, she's looking right now, and I think she is pissed that she dropped Isaiah Simmons. She has no idea what she was thinking. Maybe a couple too many brownies. Who knows? But Andy's back on the clock with the 301, and I think she takes the best IDP of this draft. And it's Micah Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys. So Micah Parsons, I think she'd really like this pick. Pretty much a first-year thing at the IDP spot. He's going to get a lot of tackles. He's going to get a couple sacks, make some big plays, and really help her in the IDP category. So Micah Parsons from Penn State. Draft Capitals there also. He was the number 12 overall pick. And then we get back to Will. Hey, Will's back again. And Will, to recap, took Travis Etienne, Michael Carter, Terrace Marshall Jr., and Pat Fryermuth. That's a great start to his draft. Let's take a look. What can we do with Will? Does Will end up taking a quarterback? I don't really think he does. I don't think he takes a quarterback here. He's got Justin Her Herbert. He's got Dak Prescott. He's got Tom Brady. He doesn't really need to worry about that. He's got two borderline top six quarterbacks in Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott. So not, definitely not a, a need here. Does he get Kini Nwangwu from the Vikings? I don't think he does because who the hell is that guy? Okay, so let's tell you, what is he going to do here? Hmm. Does he take a guy just based off of draft capital? I mean, he could. Hmm. I'm going to end up going here for Will because I know he's a fan of this guy. I'm taking Chuba Hubbard. From the Carolina Panthers. Hey, we saw what Mike Davis did with Carolina last year when Christian McCaffrey went down. And I think this is now the spot where Will's thinking, hey, these guys are going to be taxi, taxi squad locks. So if he takes a guy like Chuba Hubbard, uh, that's nice for his team and his taxi. <coughs> now we get to the daddy of Sturks, who takes his first look at the board. And he's got back-to-back -back picks here. He's got the 303 and the 304. He's a big 303 fan. Favorite boy band, definitely. So at the 303 spot, little or let's take a look at Sturks' team. At the quarterback, I already know where I'm going with this first one. He's got Josh Allen, and that's it for the quarterback position. The running back position, he's got... Jarek McKinnon, he's got Duke Johnson. Ah, screw that. Let's talk about the important ones. Austin Eckler, Miles Gaston, 
uh, Jamal Williams, J.K. Dobbins. So running back definitely needs some help there. Wide receiver, he's got Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, uh, Tyreek Hill, Will Fuller. So he's got a lot of good names there. Uh, Henry Ruggs, I guess you could call him good. Tight end, he's got Darren Waller and nothing else behind him. So what is he going to do? As I already made mention, I know what he's doing with the first pick. It's no question in my mind. He's taking a quarterback. So he's going to be taking Mac. Oh, not Mac Jones. He's going to be taking Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback for the Washington football team. Now, why in the world would he do that? Why would he take a vet who clearly is towards the end of his career, borderline retired, and now is with the Washington football team? Well, Sterk is a competing team, and I don't really think he needs to be getting a quarterback like Mac Jones, who's not even guaranteed to be starting right now. And he clearly needs a quarterback if Josh Allen would go down. He needs a quarterback if it would come to bye weeks. And we know Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, he is very polarizing in terms of he has unbelievable games. He also has some bad games. But honestly, Josh Allen is a top two or three quarterback in Dynasty. He really just needs someone to fill that bye week, and that's it. I think Stirk Daddy takes Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Washington football team. And he's back on the clock, so let's take a look. What else do we got here? What else could he potentially do? Well, let's go ahead and eliminate Ryan Fitzpatrick from the board. Take a look at who we got. I think he's going to take a guy that was a second-round pick from the Los Angeles Rams. He's going to take 2-2 Atwell from Louisville. And we're back to Spaceballs. Now, if you remember, Spaceballs, I was kind of mentioning, really, really could use another quarterback. He's got Aaron Rodgers. Ah, sorry, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. He's got Deshaun Watson. He's got Matt, uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, nothing else. I think he's going to take Mac Jones here. He's going to take Mac Jones, the only other quarterback left that was taken in the first round of the NFL draft. And he's going to give himself a young quarterback who, who will see what happens with him. And now we're to a pick of Cascade Bear. So Cascade Bear's gone Rashad Bateman and Amari Rogers back-to-back. -back. Let's take a look at what else could he do here. <laughs> we know Jake really has some good IDPs. There's one I'm looking at right now that I love. I love this guy. Uh, but I'm not kind of – I'm thinking he's not going to do that at the moment. I think he grabs himself a pass-catching running back. Now they just picked up Kerryon Johnson, but I really like this guy. I'm shocked that he was a fifth-round pick. But I think that Jake ends up taking Kenneth Gainwell, the running back from Memphis. He was the counterpart to Antonio Gibson when they were both at Memphis. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell was arguably the better running back. So that's why it didn't really make sense to me why the football team spent so high of a pick on Gibson, and who has never been a – he used to be a quarterback. Uh, and Kenneth Gainwell was actually very solid. Uh, for Memphis. And then we move on to Justin. Justin's back on the clock. So if we take a look <clears throat> at what Justin has done, so far he's taken Trey Sermon, and that's it. He doesn't have anything in the second round. So Justin could really, really right now use, I already gave him a running back, 
you could really use another tight end. But the tight ends that are at this position are just not that good. They don't have that much draft capital. I mean, like Hunter Long, but there's also Mike Gesicki there. So who knows what's going to happen. So let's take a look at what else we could do with Justin. And there's a running back right here that I think could be a nice third-round flyer uh, because we obviously don't know what they're going to do with the running back. Uh, but Patriots, I think they're going to take Ramondre Stevenson. That's what Justin's going to do with this pick. And we're back to Stirk. So Stirk took Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tutu Atwell. He's back on the clock here at the one or the 308. I know he doesn't really need IDPs, but again, there's this guy that I'm staring at, and I think anybody would love to have. There's actually two of them that I really think would be great that are still available. Uh, but taking a look here, Stirk again took Ryan Fitzpatrick. He could. If he wants to, in the later rounds, double down on quarterback and give himself a young quarterback. He can just stash on the taxi. That would definitely be a, a wise decision. But I think he wants some speed. He wants some speed in his life. He did have 2-2 Atwell. You can never have enough speed. Speed kills. I think he takes Anthony Schwartz, who is the fastest player in the NFL draft. Supposed to be an Olympic, Olympic runner. So... Anthony Schwartz is going to Sturk. He is on the Cleveland Browns. <clears throat> and then Little Slads is back on the clock. So Little, Little Slads took Trey Lance and Kadarius Toney, as you can kind of recall uh, previously. He has not taken any other picks in this draft. And if you take a look at Little Slads, I just got to get this guy off the board. He's an elite IDP player in the making. He's taken Jalen Phillips, who is the edge rusher, linebacker, call him what you'd like, from Miami. And guess what? He's staying home. He's going to the Dolphins. I also think he's going to Little Slads' team here. We're back with Amelia Clark fan. So Amelia Clark, he spent his first-round pick on Trevor Lawrence, and now it's just about... Finding some guys to stash on his taxi. And I know Randy's a Vikings fan. So I think he's going with Keeney Nwangwu here. He is the running back, special team specialist from Iowa State. Keeney Nwangwu is going to Randy. And we're back to Cascade Bear, who previously took Kenneth Gainwell in this round. I may mention there's one other IDP that is just outstanding, but I don't think that Cascade takes him here. I think he takes a look at Elijah Mitchell, who is the running back for the San Francisco 49ers. <clears throat> and we're at Little Slads. So Little Slads this round has taken Jalen Phillips, and he's right back on the clock. There's one guy here that was taken in the third round by the Los Angeles Chargers, so clearly they value him. That's Josh Palmer from Tennessee. That's who I think Little Slats takes here. That's a really good value there at the end of the third. Let's take a look and recap at the third round where everybody went. We had Andy taking Micah Parsons, 
lefty, or sorry, uh, Will taking Chuba Hubbard, Sterk taking Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tutu Atwell. We had Spaceballs taking Mac Jones, Cascade Bear taking Kenneth Gainwell, Justin taking Ramondre Stevenson, Sterk taking Anthony Schwartz, Little uh, Little Slads taking Jalen Phillips, Amelia Clark taking Kini Nwangwu, Cascade Bear taking Elijah Mitchell, and then Little Slads taking Josh Palmer. That was the last pick of the third. We're moving on to the fourth. Come right back. Have I told you lately that I love you? Rod Stewart. Celine Dion, Phil Collins, Gloria Estefan. Get the Ultimate Love Songs Collection on two CDs for just $26.99. We're back with the fourth. So let's get started right away. Get this thing done. Fourth, we got Andy. So Andy's back on the clock once again. Again, she can really be using a lot and uh a lot of depth i should say not a lot um and there's one guy i made mention there's two idps i really really am high on and the one i'm looking at right here is zavin collins from tulsa arizona cardinals linebacker outside of that from what i've been seeing it's really a fall off if you look at some of these other like corners we know that corners aren't really successful. You're looking more at like a safety uh, to be successful in IDP scoring. There's a couple at the top, though, that, that definitely could get picked. So lefty's back on the clock. Lefty in recap has taken Devontae Smith. He has taken Diami Brown. And here we are. We're in the fourth round. And lefty is going to be taking a look at this guy right here. And that is Hunter Long. He's the tight end for the Miami Dolphins. So give himself another young tight end. And then we have back-to-back -back Sterk picks. So again, Sterk uh, could go a lot of different ways here. There's one I'm looking at he's definitely locking up. And that's Patrick Sertain, the defensive back from the Denver Broncos. And then I think he's looking at a, a piece here um, on the offensive end. And I see a guy right here that could definitely help his team in the future. That's Des Fitzpatrick, the wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. And now we got back-to-back -back D Sladky picks. So D. Sladke in recap has taken Jalen Waddell. Didn't have a second, didn't have a third, and here he is. So D. Sladke, we take a look at his team one last time because it's been a while since he's been on the clock. Uh, quarterback, he's kind of okay there right now. Could use a running back, could use a tight end behind Noah Fant, uh, but he's got Ferkser. I know he's kind of high on Ferkser. I think he's just going to be looking at best player available here. Are there any IDPs that really stick out? And I think he's going to end up taking from the Los Angeles Chargers, Larry Roundtree III, who is a running back. Uh, I know Eckler's there, but um, Joshua Kelly wasn't too good last year. 
who knows what this guy could end up doing after being on his taxi squad. And we're back to D. Slacky again. He's looking at wide receivers here. I see one right here and the middle of the fourth. I've been high on for a while. That is Tylen Wallace, who is with the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> and then Justin's on the clock. Justin took Trey Sermon. Uh, last round, he took Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, and let's take a look. What are we going to do here, Justin? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Could definitely use a tight end, and I think that's where he's going to go. He's going to take Tommy Tremble, the tight end with the Carolina Panthers. Hey, this is a sleeper pick right here, if I ever saw one, because he's only got to fight off Ian Thomas and Dan the Postman Arnold. Might not be in year one, but I could see that definitely happening for Tommy Tremble. Now we're on the clock again. So Justin's got back-to-back -back picks. Does he double down on tight ends? No, I don't think so. Not this time. So let's take a look. What else are we trying to do here, Justin? What are we trying to do? Do you want to take a top 10 pick? He's the only top 10 pick left. Eh, let's do it. It's a mock draft. Justin's taking J.C. Horn, the corner from the Carolina Panthers. And then we're back. Guess who? D. Slacky again. And I guess who's on deck? Oh, Justin again. So here comes D. Slacky. What's D. Slacky going to do? What is he going to do? There's a quarterback right here that I think he's going to love in two years. He's going to love having Kellen Mond. You probably thought Kyle Trask. Nope. Kellen Mond is going to be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings if all goes according to plan. I think D. Slacky's going to really like this. Now we're looking at Justin. So what does Justin do here? Does he just take a, a positional player to give him some flex? Nope. I'm taking a quarterback for him. Am I taking Kyle Trask? Yes, I am. I'm taking Kyle Trask for Justin here. Hopefully, he's going to learn well under Tom Brady. And then hopefully, Tom Brady will retire by the age of 60. And then Justin will have the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kyle Trask. We're back with Cascade Bear. Cascade Bear. Guess what? Let's keep the train rolling. Let's keep the train rolling. You're taking Davis Mills, the quarterback for the Houston Texans. And this one might actually show the most value right away. And that's just due to the Deshaun Watson situation. They do have Tyrod Taylor, but we know Tyrod Taylor is the definition of a bridge quarterback, not Teddy Bridgewater. Tyrod Taylor is, I think Cascade Bears is going to take Davis Mills from Stanford. And then Cascade Bear, he's got another pick. And now he obviously can avoid the quarterback position. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? I think he takes the running back from the Cincinnati Bengals, and he handcuffs Joe Mixon in the fourth round. He's taking Chris Evans out of Michigan. So let's recap round four. We started with Andy taking Zavin Collins. Lefty taking Hunter Long. Little Slads is taking Patrick Sertain. 
uh, sorry, Stirk Daddy's taking Patrick Sartain. Uh, then Stirk also takes Des Fitzpatrick. D. Slacky takes Larry Roundtree the third and Tylen Wallace. Justin takes Tommy Tremble and J.C. Horn. D. Slacky takes Kellen Mond. Justin takes Kyle Trask. Cascade Bear takes Davis Mills and Chris Evans. That's the fourth round. So let's come right back with the fifth. Use your credit card, and we'll take $10 off. That's right. You get two CDs for just $16.99. Fifth round. These are the money rounds, that's for sure. And we are up right away with Andy. Andy, let's take a look. Who are the best available right now for Andy? Does she need a quarterback? Well, she already took Zach Wilson. There's not any other starters at this point. I think she's just going to take a flexible player. She's going to take Jalen Darden, who's the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Moving on to lefty. What's lefty going to do? I think he's going to double down on tight end, and he's going to get a guy that I'm very excited about as a Charger fan. I'm excited about Trey McKitty, Kitty, who is from Georgia. Um, with... Jared, uh, sorry, yeah, Jared Cook, who they just signed. It's only a one-year deal. They got Donald Parham behind. Uh, they took him in the fourth round, sorry, the third round, the Chargers did. So clearly they view him very highly. Trey McKitty could be an interesting tight end piece for him. Okay, in the 5-0-3, Andy's back on the clock. Let's see what Andy does. I'm looking at some of these guys here. Again, a lot of this is just kind of a crapshoot at this point. I think Andy ends up taking Demetric Felton. He's a running back slash wide receiver flex. Kind of like Lynn Bowden, if you remember him from last year. Uh, Demetric Felton is on the Chicago Bears. Okay, D. Slacky's up with the 504. What will D. Slacky do? <clears throat> Hmm. I think he's going to take a backup for the Giants. I think he's going to take Gary Brightwell, who is out of Arizona. He's a running back. He's Saquon's backup. We're on to the fifth round. Spaceballs is back on the clock. What is Spaceballs going to do? Are there any other in interesting IDPs? There's a couple. I think Spaceballs is going to get himself a really good defensive lineman. He's going to take Quiddy Pay, who is out of Michigan. He's on the Colts. And then Stirk Daddy's back on the clock in the fifth round. Uh, okay, so who is Stirk Daddy going to take? I think he also is going to take another IDP. He's going to take Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Uh, Jamin Davis is on the Washington football team. So adding to that really good defense. And we're up with Justin. So what is Justin going to do? Does he handcuff a tight end? He's doing it. He's handcuffing his tight end, Logan Thomas, and he's taking John Bates, tight end from Boise State's. 
Okay, Stirk Daddy's back up. He's on the clock with the 508. Again, at this point, we're just looking at draft capital, really. And he's going to take Jacob Harris, who's a wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. So he gets 2 2 Atwell and Jacob Harris. D Slack, he's back on the clock with the 509. I know he's a big Packer homer, so I think he's going to end up taking Kylan Hill, running back, Mississippi State. Then we got Amelia Clark back on the on the clock. Is there any Vikings? Let's see. Oh, here's one in the fifth round. Imir Smith Marset, wide receiver from Iowa. And we're at the 5-11. Cascade Bear on the clock. Also a big pack for Homer. Is he going to take one? I think there's someone with higher draft capital. We're going to take Caleb Farley, who is the corner on the Tennessee Titans. And then we get to the 512, which is also Amelia Clark fan. Let's see, what do the Vikings got left? Oh, here's one. A linebacker in the third round. Did they take a Batman though? Let's see. Nope, not before him. So we're taking Chaz Surratt from North Carolina going to Randy's team. So let's recap here. Round five, we got one left. Andy started it off with Jalen Darden in the 501. Lefty took Trey McKitty. Andy took Demetric Felton. D Slacky took Gary Brightwell. Spaceballs took Quiddy Pay. Stirk Daddy took Jamin Davis. Justin took John Bates. Stirk took Jacob Davis. Uh, D Slacky took Kylan Hill. Amelia Clark took Imir Smith Marset. Cascade Bear took Caleb Farley, and then Emilia Clark took Chaz Surratt. We are coming back with one more round. Then review other romantic collections. Satisfaction guaranteed. Ultimate Love Songs is not sold in stores. So remember, use your credit card and get two beautiful CDs for just $16.99. Here comes round six. Now this is where we find fantasy superstars. If you want to get your fantasy superstars, you need to get as many round six picks as you can. In fact, Justin has the 601. With the 601, he is taking Robbie Gould, the kicker from the San Francisco 49ers. Moving on to the 602 lefty. Who's lefty going to take? He definitely is going to find a couple backflips in this round. That's for sure. I would assume, again, if you want to win in the For the Throne League, you need to get as many six-round picks as you possibly can. That's the key to success in any winning formula. Anytime you crunch the numbers, six-round pick. That's what really boosts them. So with the 602, I think that lefty is going to take... Eric Stokes, the defensive back for the Packers. I've heard he might be involved on special teams a little bit too, which would be big if he would return a touchdown or two. Little Slash is on the clock with the 603. 
What is he going to do? He's going to take the quarterback from the New Orleans Saints, Ian Book, who is a fourth-round pick. And then Sterk is on the clock with the 6.04. What is Sterk going to do? Let's take a look here. Sterk is going to take the running back, Jake Funk, from the Rams. He's going to keep the Rams streak going. He's going to draft the whole offense. Jake Funk is going to be the next Christian McCaffrey. And then Spaceballs is on the clock with the 6.05. What is Spaceballs going to do? He's going to take our boy. Khalil Herbert, the running back for the Chicago Bears. All right, Prince Palmer, what are we doing? What's Palmer doing? He's looking at the teams. Who's interesting? Prince Palmer is taking from the Kansas City Chiefs a fifth-round pick, Cornell Powell, wide receiver. Okay, Andy's on the clock. Andy's on the clock with the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6, 0, 7. 6, 0, 7. What's Andy doing? Well, Andy is going to get herself the fullback from the Baltimore Ravens, a fifth-round pick, Ben Mason. Oh. <coughs> Okay, we got the 608. 608. What is Will going to do? The 608. God, there's so many interesting names here. I just can't I just can't put my finger on one. I think that Will is going to end up taking from the Houston Texans tight end Brevin Jordan. Moving on to D Slabs, we got the 609. That's a nice pick. Again, this is where we find our superstars. D Slabkey is taking cornerback from the Cleveland Browns, Greg Newsom II. Okay, Amelia Clark fan. Let's get ourselves a fat man. So, Amelia Clark is looking at a guy here with the Buffalo Bills. He's looking at Greg Rousseau. From Miami. Two picks left. What's Cascade going to do with the 6-11? 6-11. I think he takes a guy that just has an incredible name. He's going to take Boogie Basham Jr. from Wake Forest. The Buffalo Bill. Boogie Basham. And we're looking at it. Mr. Irrelevant. The number 72 overall pick. Who is Andy going to take? We know Andy loves her Wisconsin Badgers. Well, there's only one guy that could definitely fit in here with the sixth round and definitely have a chance to compete for his starting lineup every day. Andy is taking the undrafted free agent running back, Garrett Groshek, from the Las Vegas Raiders. He's a Wisconsin Badger. Again, this is where we find our champions. When you hear about cookies, this is where they come from. The sixth round of a rookie draft. So Garrett Roshek is going to Andy. <clears throat> so in recapping, we have the 601 was Justin taking Robbie Gold. We have the 602 was Lefty taking Eric Stokes. 
We have the 603 Little Slabs, Ian Book. We got Sterk Daddy taking Jake Funk. Spaceballs taking Khalil Herbert. Prince Palmer taking Cornell Powell. Andy taking Ben Mason. Will taking Brevin Jordan. D Slacky taking Greg Rousseau or Greg Newsome. Amelia Clark taking Greg Rousseau. Cascade Bear taking Boogie Basham Jr. And then Andy finishing it off with Garrett Groshek. That is our For the Throne. That is our final mock draft. I hope you enjoyed it. I need some water because I have been talking for a long time. And hopefully you had some fun, enjoyed it. And I know this is not going to be remotely accurate, but it's for the fun and it's for the throne. Call 1-800-818-6806 to order the Ultimate Love Songs Collection on two CDs for $16.99 plus shipping and handling when you use your credit card. Call now or order online at timelife.com.